What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. And I'm Robert Parker. And happy 2019, people. This is the return of the podcast by the cool acronym. Not really the return. But this is most. This is just our first episode we recorded in 2019. You know, you just had breaks, holidays, all that good stuff. But now it's time to get back into the summer that never ends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so sorry for uh break, but... You know, we kind of needed it, but yeah. we're back now. We are back, and we will be. Go- we are still powering through the first season. Well, powering makes it like a chore. We are still going through the first season, and we are at an episode. I believe this is eleven. Uh, Swinter, which Swinter's a good one. This has honestly been my just like the thing with the bum 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 bum. That's like my. Yeah. That's like the holiday thing that plays in my head every winter. Yeah, I completely agree. All right. So, uh, let's, let's just not waste any time. Let's get into the episode. So, Robert, what's the setup for this one? Alright, so, it is a very hot day in the tri-state area, as it usually is, but it's too hot to do anything, so... Um, and, and, and they can't make a beach again, because they already did that. Exactly. They already did the beach idea. They can't do it again. You can't have two beach episodes in, within ten episodes of each other. That's the rule. That's the rule. Uh, so, they decide, uh, Phineas and Ferb... Uh, based on Ferb's dad's advice, uh, Ferb's dad brings out a snow cone machine to them. Uh, and, well, they and one of like old-timey snow cone machines oh, yeah, like the with hand the crank. crank. <laughs> yeah, they pour ice in, there's the hand crank. Uh, and Phineas and Ferb have the brilliant idea to create winter in summer. So that is uh, the opening couple minutes. They decide to create Swinter, uh, also called Wummer. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, it uh, yeah, depends on what your, what your deal is on that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then we get right into the Perry stuff. It's a pretty short opening for this one. Yeah, pretty much. It's pretty much like, hot day, we got a snow cone machine. Why That's not? all you need. That's yeah. all you need. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, well, well, you know what? Yeah, let's just get right into the Perry stuff, which I think I think is the more interesting one this episode. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. So, yeah, so the Perry stuff, I think the entrance for this one, what was the, what was the entrance to the lab, to the later for this one? Uh, so the entrance to the lair, I don't think it was anything special. Probably uh, not. I, if, I, if I don't I, remember it, it probably yeah, wasn't. Yeah, I, I remember most of them, but this one I do not remember. I literally think that they uh, – he um, – oh, what is this? Oh, you know what? This is the one where he steps into uh, the hose and turns like the, the crank, right. the, uh, the, the hose faucet on no, the side right, of the house right. and then goes down the tube. That's it. That's it. Okay. So anyways, uh, despite, despite that, so – uh, in in this episode, uh, Doof has we find out has bought a bought all the tri-state areas laser pointers. Yeah, because as you do, as you do. Uh, we we just start that as you do. As you do, that needs to be a thing that we <laughs> begin, and it started with this episode, it's winter. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, we find out that he is, you know, he's track he's tracking his likability on. He's tracking his likability over the Tri-State area. You find out that it is at an all-time low. Yeah, his approval with uh, people in the Tri-State area is at a low. As, 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 you, as you would generally expect. As you would expect for an evil scientist, yeah. Yeah. So he decides, So what else would he do other than... What's the most likable thing in the world, Roberts? Obviously, chocolate. Obviously chocolate. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, what he decided to do is, because the world's biggest chocolate bar just so happens to be passing by at, uh, on that day, <laughs> he decided to take all these laser pointers and make the Meltinator 65000, a device that, when he points it at something, will just just completely melt. He's going to take this, this, you know, this device, melt the chocolate bar, 
uh, drain it through the sewers. I know, I know, sounds appetizing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I imagine he's not going to market it that way. Yeah. And he has decided he is going to. Uh, oh, he's going to use that chocolate bar to make his own line of chocolate Doofenshmirtzes. Yeah, like there's there's a mold of Doofenshmirtz, and to make people like him more, it's going. He's just going to create a bunch of chocolate, like Doofenshmirtz shaped chocolates, because why not? And the, the Meltonator, the Meltonator is literally. It looks like thousands of laser pointers just like duct taped together that's, no, that's, <laughs> that's exactly, exactly what that's it is exactly what it is it's a giant machine it's got like a scope and a an aiming mechanical device but yeah uh perry comes in uh do which words this is actually a really funny thing that i like to point out about this episode different words is gonna try to crush him uh with a piano when he walks in the door um but Perry just, like, instead uh, just comes in, like, behind Doofenshmirtz because, like, uh, a different door was left unlocked. And Doofenshmirtz just goes, uh, note for note to self, evil deed for tomorrow, fire the maid. Or something like <laughs> no, that. No, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's exactly it. And so it's also worth noting that, like, in addition to the piano, he's also going to drop the piano player. Along yeah, the, with there's a piano player playing, like, a really dramatic beat. <laughs> uh, and he's just sitting, like, hung above the, the, da- the door. Um, but yeah, so Doofenshmirtz is going to make a bunch of chocolate Doofenshmirtzes. It's also, it's also uh, worth noting that he also uh, trapped Perry in a you know in a bunch of melted chocolate, which exactly. I'm surprised he, that was never licensed by Disney to like be sold, because I would totally buy one of those. I'd buy a I would Perry. absolutely buy I want one specifically with the tail eaten off, though, uh, oh, yeah. as a reference to later in there. Like, oh, why not both, right? Um, but yeah, so that's, that's basically the start of the Doofenshmirtz plot is chocolate. Yeah. So, but anyway, we got, we got to go back to the uh, this winter or the uh, you know phase of her because they're yep. they're doing this winter thing. And something you'll notice is like this is this is almost well something I noticed on the on the rewatch of this. This is almost like pitch perfect. The same thing as the beach episode. If you episodes earlier. It's so it's so identical. Exactly. You, you get the song this time instead of like a luau. It's like uh, you know, kind of like a you know winter throwback, like Christmassy kind of thing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> which I, which I, I do like like you can freeze while you get tan because it's winter. Yeah. Which I mean, because you, you live well, you know, because I, I live in the cold. You do. You live in the you live in the cold, but like people live in like Chicago. I imagine like this is like there every day. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I hear like uh, season there can like like switch on a dime. Yeah, they're like it's ski and snowball fight time while also flying kite time. Yeah, uh, or something like that. Yeah, no, that, that's uh, exactly like warm and sunny. Yes, that's right, because it's winter. Yeah, so this, this is an effectually catchy song. It's one of the, it's it one of the more catchy ones in the first. Season. Absolutely is of the first like fifteen episodes. This is one of the like most memorable songs for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Candace obviously wants to bust the boys. Of course, because what um, else? Is she, what else does she ever want to do on this show? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, that's her motivation. Um, so yeah, using the snow cone machine, Phineas and Ferb have like created a mountain and all this stuff. Uh, but Candace and sees Jeremy outside of her window while she's about to go bust uh and she sees uh this character known as Dee, Dee uh going up the ski lift with jeremy and who, she's who like, is a no, swedish I... exchange student yeah so we find out later in the episode uh Durley dukinson or something like that Derek, i think it's like Derek dukinson Derek dukinson something like that or Derek dugan uh something like that um, but, but she doesn't she, know that that's the thing yeah she she thinks it's uh like jeremy's new flame uh that is trying to like mac on jeremy uh, so she will not stand for that she will so not she, stand it's aggression she follows, will not stand. 
she will not stand. So she uh, goes up in the ski lift, and actually, this is one of the first times that we get, uh, we've already been introduced to the character, but we get to see Vanessa again. Oh, yeah, we get, we get to see Vanessa. This is the first time we get to see Vanessa interact uh, with... It's the second, I think she oh, was in Magnificent Few. Uh, was she? The episode that was paired with this one, yeah, because that's the term. Oh, one of, no, well, that, that was the first time we saw her, but this yeah. is the first time we see her interact with somebody outside the yes. Perry and Doofenshmirtz. That, that's that's, that's, that's yeah. what I meant. Yep, yep. This is the first time she interacts with anybody like not Doofenshmirtz or Perry in that. Yeah, line, this is the first time we get to see her interact with Candace. Yeah, which, so which Candace, leads to some fun episodes later down the line. Absolutely, Candace basically just complains about her brothers on the ski lift, and Vanessa just goes, "Oh, you should try spending an hour with my dad sometime." Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's it's easy as that uh, Candace's plot for basically the rest of this thing is just trying to find different ways to stop Jeremy and Dee Dee from like being together. Yeah, uh, it's funny. But, like she, it's also established in the episode that Candace is scared of heights, so yes. she ties she ties herself to the ski lift. Problem is, <laughs> yeah. she can't get off now. Yeah, she she ties. Uh, the like the seatbelt on the ski lift to like around her waist and then she's about to like jump off to go skiing and she can't get off so she has to take the whole thing back all the way down which is funny in and of itself so she ends up back down uh she does the whole like classic cartoon thing where where you can't find snowshoes want to use tennis rackets of course yeah she ties (laughs) tennis rackets to her feet and literally like just walks tries to walk up the mountain but she still sinks although i'll give him credit this this cartoon doesn't work yeah, and this this time it doesn't work. They're a little bit more realistic than that. A surprising turn for Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, re- realism? No, I'm shocked. Yeah, that's strange. Um, but yeah, uh, Phineas and Ferb then go snowboarding down uh, the mountain. Candace gets caught up with them, and then they make it to the bottom. And that's... Although I do, I do like the scene where well, where, she's, where she's trying to get up, because you end up doing like in a bobsled. Or, yeah, in a bobsled, you like that. Hey, Bob. Hey, Jim. Watch your head, yeah. Bob. Watch your head, Bob. Yeah, it's, that's it's on their way. I love that. That's on their way down. Uh, fin- they're, they, they pass a bobsled while snowboarding. Um, they they, and, yeah, they pa- pass a bobsled. And then my actually favorite part of them going down is when they like they keep running into trees or snowbanks. I was going to bring that up next, yeah. Yeah, so like they'll snowboard directly into a tree or into a snowman that's on the side of the mountain. And Phineas and Ferb are in front and Candace is behind. And like Candace just keeps getting stuck in the tree, but it goes straight through Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, even if Phineas and I was like, how come they didn't hit us? Yeah, and then they go to the tree, and like she's all like covering pine needles, like that's just weird. Yeah, now that's just strange. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they go through that. They make, they make a cloud angel, and just like with again, like just like with the beach episode, this, this is like it was the surfing contest, except we don't know who they're competing against. Uh, they win the snowboarding contest. Yep, they they win. They land at the bottom, literally on the first place, like finish, um, on the the podium. And yeah, that's basically the end of the boys' plot until obviously well, the until happens. you know the whole, until the cleanup happens. Yeah, until the cleanup happens. So, anyway, going back to uh, going back to the uh, Doof and Perry plot. So he's <laughs> it's funny because Doof, as far as he knows, Perry's still talking in the chocolate. So he's just like, "All right, and we're and it starts now." He's about to press the button. He's like, Wait, "Really? You're not, you're not gonna stop me? <laughs> you're just gonna stand there like a dead fish? <laughs> yeah, like, like a dead fish? Okay, yeah. all right, fine." <laughs> Two and a half. Two and, two and a quarter. quarter. You know, in some cultures, it's rude to not participate. And then he just like gets hit. It comes in the out back of nowhere. Of 
Yeah, Perry comes from just out of nowhere, hits him in the back of the head, and then he's like, oh, how did you escape? And then he obviously sees that uh, the butt of the chocolate that uh, Perry was trapped in was uh, missing. Yeah, so he goes, Perry the platypus, you ate your own hiney? Yeah, like, we just like, wait, how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> how did he like wrangle himself around or like you know it doesn't need to be explained it's, it doesn't need to be explained it's just, a, it's just a very funny visual it's Perry physics Perry physics um, but yeah Doofenshmirtz and Perry obviously have their fight um the Meltonator uh, the Meltonator 65000 uh gets re-aimed uh away from the chocolate bar throughout the fight uh and obviously uh you know it it does what what it does, it hits, uh, or what, it, oh, yeah, the, it takes a lot of power, so he always, like, waits the last minute to charge it. Oh, yeah, right. oh, yeah, because he, he can only use it once. Yeah, you can only use it once. So uh, he, 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 shoot, he shoots it off once, and it actually hits Phineas and, Phineas and Ferb's parents' car. Who are at, like, a clock, an antique They're clock at an antique convention. convention. Uh, and, yeah, so they, uh, <clears throat> it, it, Flat air, it melts the tires on their car, and they're oh, good thing we bought two four spare tires as well. Um, and it also turns off all the air conditioners. Um, that's what like the power thing come in. And because there are no air conditioners, the mountain in the back of their house melts. Yeah, but yeah, that that that's how I thought that was like because you, you know you would expect that uh, the mountainator to hit the snow mountain. It, I thought it was. A really interesting way to go about it to have the air have it shut off the air conditioners. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely one of the times where we've gotten to the point, episode eleven, where the show has its foundation, it has its formula, and it sticks to that for the most part. Uh, in a couple episodes, it starts getting a little bit more meta, but for now, we're really just repeating the same formula. Right. And this is one of the times that it actually isn't as predictable. Like usually, within the first three minutes of the episode, you can tell how it's going to end. This is one of the ones where like it takes you by surprise a little bit. No, I, I, I agree, hundred percent. So yeah, so uh, the the thing the thing melts, uh, the thing the thing melts. The snow day is over, and everyone gets out of the garage, out of the backyard when they hear Isabella's mom made. What, what she, she made? Hot cocoa, I think. Hot yeah. cocoa. That's it. My mom made hot cocoa, so they all just run inside. Like, and of yeah! course, like, this giant mountain of snow that melted, like their their backyard isn't wet at all. Like nope. it's just, <laughs> and then. Yeah, uh, the parent. Excuse me, uh, Phineas and Ferb's parents uh, get home with the giant clock, uh, and then they go to the backyard and they just, you know, they see Phineas and Ferb eating snow cones. Nah, yeah, I mean that's, <laughs> I, I mean that's kind of the way it's gonna go at this point in the show. I mean they're never gonna get caught, <laughs> and no. the thing they usually start with, usually they end up doing by the end of the episode. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're this. I think that's. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty much, that's pretty much where it ends. So yeah, for this we, we 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 can you know, we we can end it there. So uh, yeah, that's that was the episode. Of Swinter Robert one to five Perry's. What do you rate this episode? Uh, we're gonna give this episode three Perry's. Uh, it is very formulaic. Um, I changed my mind. Three and a half. I don't know if we're doing half Perry's, but I'm doing half. Perry's. We, we we can do half Perry's. I think, I think we've Perry's. done half Perry's. All right, then we're going three and a half Perry's because the song is just fantastic and catchy, and the chocolate thing is really funny. Uh, but Again, we've gotten to the formulaic point. No, yeah, exa- exactly, and that's the case with a lot of these episodes. Like, not bad. I- I'm going through. I'm going three parries, a little bit under you. <laughs> and yeah, the the song is be two and a half. If it wasn't for the song because that song is damn catchy. Yeah, I agree completely. Hundred percent. All right, so that is our take on Swinter. So, Robert, uh, yeah, 
at the end of the show. So you want to give your plugs? Yeah, absolutely. You can find me personally on Twitter and Letterboxd at rbrtprkr98. That is my first and last name, no vowels plus a year. Uh, you can find me in admin and hosting duties at Take 3 Productions, admin hosting and question writing duties at Full Metal Media, specifically uh, Full Metal Geek is that trivia league. And you can find me being a trivia champion at Multiplex Entertainment and Full Metal Geek. And you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at ChanceWars underscore 91. Uh, check out my personal YouTube channel, Chance the Critic. Check out my other podcast, Tories by Chance and Serious Study, which will be launching soon. And, uh, yeah, watch Modem because I compete there, and it's awesome. Then you should go check it out. And if you are watching the show, and if you're listening to this, you probably already know what it is. So probably. thank you for listening, and we will see you in the next episode for Jerk de Soleil. Bye-bye. Jerk de Soleil. Bye.